We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, Broncos country. Let's give it a minute here to get all the streams involved and ready for the conversation. I think the streams are well we got one one still spinning but uh we are getting close <laughs> for some reason it doesn't want to come in tonight all right let me hang up tight just a few more seconds yeah. here there we go we're all righty and we off. are live yes welcome in guys to another installment of the orange and blue view i am your co-host ron white on that side is Thomas Hall. And I'm hoping that everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday. Um, you know, hope you ate a lot. <laughs> Enjoy time with the family. How are you doing today, Thomas? And how was your holiday? Doing great. Had a great Thanksgiving, man. Have all I have our family here and uh, had a bunch of people in the house. Uh, still do, actually. So, yeah, we're having a good time and enjoying uh, enjoying the uh, the long weekend. And, yeah, it was great. Great all around, man. It was uh, wonderful. That's good. That's good. Yep. Yeah, I was back home in South Carolina with some family. Um, so I just came back today, and it was it was a good time. So nice. glad I was able to catch up and see them. And we have some folks coming in here. One of our Mile High High Huddle staffers here, Dylan Von Arks. Hey, Dylan, thank you for coming in. It says, sup, Broncos country. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Share on all of the platforms and subscribe if you haven't already. Yes, guys, if you haven't done anything, please do those three things. It goes a long way to support us. And then we got Kevin Gray coming in here. Says, evening, Thomas, Ron, and Scott. Thomas, does Mims remind you of a young Rick Upchurch? <laughs> Plus, big mile high salute to Broncos country, Denver Broncos for life, MHH for life. Yeah, yeah, he does a little bit. I mean, their their size is similar. I think Mims might be a little thicker than uh, Upchurch was back in the day, but you know, people were a little bit smaller. But similar size, uh, both are elusive. I think um, my I think Mims is faster. I think he's just got more top end speed that Upchurch did. But if you're comparing Mims to Upchurch, man, that's a that's a great comparison. I mean, for the longest time, Upchurch was thought of as the greatest returner of all time in the NFL and uh, you know, until Devin Hester came along really, but yeah, I mean, 
he's a heck of a returner. I mean, he's you can't argue with his results so far in the return game. It's been it's not only been great to see it finally. The Broncos are finally getting a good return game, yes. but it has really helped the team uh, get setting up a field position so well. So yeah, thanks, Kevin, for coming in. Yes, that, that was a good one, Kevin. And you're right. You know, with Mims coming in and propelling this team. I think they're number one in the return and coverage kickoffs, correct? So that's <laughs> that, that's already starting to pay dividends. So um, it would be nice to see Mims, um, and we'll get to maybe some of this here shortly, Mims more in the offense, um, see how he can be used there. Because that that speed, Thomas, it's – man, he's he's fast. He, he's, he's a good player. So yeah. just to kind of see him and how Sean Payton can use him in this offense, uh, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to next year. I think, you know, next year is when he's going to really become one of the focal points of the offense. He hasn't so far this year, but I think next year, second year player, you're going to see, you might even see some movement to, you know, in the wide receiver room to kind of make room for him to be that uh, kind of focal point many times during, uh, during the season. So I'm, I'm looking forward to his career. It, it's surprisingly good already. So I'm, I'm excited. Yes. Yes. And we've got, David Yonkin coming in here. Thank you, David. He says, I want to see how we stop their run game. Yes, yes, yes. This is a good <laughs> one, David. So, again, we're going to get into our uh, keys to victory, um, our marquee matchups. And this is definitely one of, one of the topics that, that we'll address here. But before we get into that, I want to say hey to a few more people in here. Says he Chang says, let's go Broncos. Yes, yes. So, Hopefully, in the end, thank you for coming in. Um, but let's see, let's see what they're made of this <laughs> this Sunday because it's going to be a tough test, um, for sure. For sure, for, for sure. sure. And, and I'm going to just kind of say it right now: the it's an easy one for uh, everyone to say stop the run, but that is the key: stopping yeah. the run. And and unfortunately, the Broncos have not been very good at it, and the Browns have been pretty good at running the ball so yeah that's an easy one that's that's one of my keys to victory but that was you know that everyone knows that one so stopping the run is it, highly important yes yes and see chang in here yep stop the bomber not missing tackles you're absolutely yeah. correct it's been you know the, the missing tackles the the leaky run defense you know we saw it on display um on sunday night against the vikings and, you know, the Vikings weren't really known to run the ball, and they they looked like they showed their running prowess on Sunday night. So, you know, coming in with a better rushing attack um, with the Cleveland Browns, it's going to be imperative um, that this defensive line and these linebackers come to play to stop the run for sure. Yeah. Um, well, and, and they, get... just so many mistakes, you know, just so many mistakes. Missing tackles is a mistake in my mind. And, yeah. you know, had they made those first contact tackles – there, the Vikings wouldn't have had even close to the amount of yards they had. It was all almost after contact missed tackles. They made huge gains. Uh, and if the the Browns do that, they're they're not going to have to worry about a rookie being their quarterback because he's there. He's not going to be needed. I mean, if they're just hand the ball off and is running down their throat, he's not going to be there to make mistakes. So that's the you've got to force. You got to put it in. Uh, you know. Uh, that rookie quarterback uh, quarterback's arm. He has to be the one that beats you, not the running game. Exactly. Exactly. So you have to force yet yeah, DTR to, to kind of make those errant throws, create the turnovers off of that. And yeah, you have to make that concerted effort to stop the run. I mean, that has to be the focus. That's right. For tomorrow. 
Um, I want to get William in here um, to address this question. Thank you, William. It says, did they move this game up in time or what? Yes, they did. So originally it was scheduled for uh, 3 Central Time, um, 4 Eastern Time, but they moved it up to 12 Central Time, um, 1 Eastern. So that is, that is the new start time. Or, oh, no, sorry, not this one. I'm thinking the Houston one. <laughs> My apologies. This one is still at 4.05. I got the notification for at the Eastern Houston time. Day. Yes, Eastern. yes, yes. Eastern time, 4.05 <laughs> Eastern. My apologies there. Um, so, yeah. So they moved the Houston one up, William. That's next week. Um, that will be at 12 Central, 1 Eastern. But this one is still at 4.05 Eastern tomorrow. All right. Absolutely. Um, so, Thomas, we want to – oh, let's get Stu. Let's Stu, you, you know, coming, coming in with the big super chat. Thank you so much, Stu. Stu. Appreciate it. Yes. Uh, thanks for being here. And thanks for checking out Orange and Blue View, uh, saying hi all. Let's go Broncos. Defense really needs to be on point. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think in this game more than anything, if the defense can't do their part, I mean, it can't just be, you know, they have to take the ball away for sure. But um, they have to do their part. Otherwise, I, I don't think the Broncos offense can make up for it right now. They're just they've got a good defense that they're facing in the Browns. And I just don't think they're going to uh, be able to, you know, match up if if the Broncos defense doesn't do their part. And they have been doing their part. Don't get me wrong. They have been. But this is a very important game. I'd like to see it be a defensive struggle and, you know, some field goals that uh, that are winning the game. Yeah, thank you, Stu, for coming in with this comment. You know, as far as the impact plays, yeah, they have been doing their part. You know, forcing, creating those turnovers. You know, this this defense has really turned around, but there's still concerns. You know, there's still concerns in in that run defense, and again, that's going to be. You know, I don't sound like a broken record here, but that's going to be tested tomorrow. Um, so that that's what has to be shored up. Um, in order for the Broncos to to have any chance, a shot of winning this game. Yep, yep, for sure. And and make sure, yeah, you know, we say Eastern, we say Central, but Mountain Time, two o'clock, two o five Mountain mm-hmm. Time is. So we got to make sure we're saying that. In fact, uh, K KB eighty two came in and said that and, and gave yeah. us a little chuckle with super chat. Should probably say Mountain <laughs> Time, lol. Yes, we should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, KB eighty two, for coming in with the super chat. Really appreciate it. Um, we really, uh, you know, we enjoy doing the show, so we're happy that you guys can come in and, uh, guys and gals can come in here and, and listen to our pregame show that we do on Saturday before the game. We'll bring you all your stuff, but before we jump into that, let's just talk a little bit about some pizza, right? Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Uh, I mean, I think pizza and football go hand in hand, especially if you're having a gathering, it's so much easier to just, you know, grab a pizza. So order online during uh, our pizza pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday and get ready for some football fun. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes. Select your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings that you guys like, that you guys crave all the time. Either way, you win. So on my pizza, I like bacon, sometimes mushroom, of course, pepperoni, sausage. Um, And so, you know, speaking of winning, everyone scores with that convenient delivery or the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, grab some family, enjoy a few slices doing the Broncos game. Yeah, Michaela coming in with a super sticker. Thank you so much for the support, Michaela. Thank you for being here. Really, I mean, obviously, we appreciate uh, your comments and you being here and uh, and listening to us. So thank you so much for that. And then we also have Phil McLaughlin coming in with Facebook stars. Thank you so much for the support, yeah. Phil, saying good evening, Thomas and Ron. I read we elevated Lancaster and Sills for this game. What role, if any, will they play in your opinion? Uh, Buckham, Mile I Huddle for Life, and Go Broncos. Well, for me, Lancaster needs to be that run-stuffing mm-hmm. uh, type of player, right? Mm-hmm. He's been on the practice squad. I thought he was actually going to make the team uh, to begin with. I thought he was going to be on the roster, but they they didn't want Elijah Garcia to slip away, so they had Tyler Lancaster. I think they probably elevated him because they know they're going to need more beef up front, right? So for me, uh, Lancaster should fill that role more so than – you know, bringing in Henningsen off of the bench, even Jonathan Harris, who's not quite a, a great run stuffer. So I think that's what that's all about. Yes. And Sills, I'm not sure why they're elevating Sills because uh, I don't think it doesn't make sense to me why um, anyone, uh, you know, anybody in the wide receiver group isn't healthy. I think everyone's healthy. Um, I know Dwayne Washington kind of popped up on the injury report late, so he's probably not going to be active for this game. Uh, he didn't participate on Friday, so I'm not quite sure what that's all about uh but maybe they're just pulling another skills person because they know Dwayne Washington's not isn't going to be available so they're that they're um making that happen unless they're just deciding to inactivate one of the receivers that typically plays which I don't understand why they would because all of them are, are you know have a pretty good pretty good handle on the offense uh I think you know even even uh little Jordan Humphrey's a pretty good blocker yeah. in the run game yeah. so if I'm not sure what Sills is going to, how much he's going to play and, and uh, at all, if he plays much at all, but yeah, activate it. So thank you for that, Phil. I, what are your thoughts on it, uh, uh, Ron, on, on Sills and Lancaster? Yeah. Thank you, Phil. I, I did see this earlier today and yeah, Lancaster, I'm with you, Thomas, you know, they activating him, elevating him to be that extra, that run stopper um, for sure. For Sills, I could only think of, Maybe a few snaps he can come in, maybe for blocking purposes. I, I don't see, you know, because these receivers, the way they are, I, you know, they're more than capable as pass catchers and as blockers. So maybe just coming in on a few snaps, um, 
to contribute maybe on offense and with the with blocking. But yeah, I I don't I, I don't see a need because I don't see them you know inactivating you know the receivers. Like you said, everyone everyone's healthy, so um, I don't know. <laughs> and, and maybe it's maybe really because uh, Dorsett is not eligible to be called up. So they're just waiting and not maybe they're calling up Sills because I think Dorsett used up his uh, eligibility, eligibility to be called up from the practice squad. Yeah. If they did it one more time, he'd have to stay on the active roster. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the reason they want that extra extra wide receiver just in case. And, uh, you know, they're saving Dorsett for if there's an injury, then they're going to have to just put him on the 53 man roster. So that could be it. I just wish he'd have been playing a little bit more all season. I know he was called up one other time, but. I was wanting to see what he could contribute. I mean, to me, David Sills, uh, is a uh, you know as interesting player. So I'd like yeah. to have seen him out there a little bit more. But it's probably just that kind of the gymnastics that you have to play with the practice squad uh, to get that extra person called up. And they apparently wanted to bring up a wide receiver just to kind of fill that out. But um, I just don't anticipate him playing too much. Yeah, yeah. All right, then we got James Ross coming in here. Thank you, James, with a $10 super chat. We appreciate you, man. He says, seems like we don't play to our strengths, but play to the other team's weaknesses. We basically wait for them to fall apart at the end. (laughs) Hope we get more aggressive offensively and can put them away early. Thank you very much for this comment, James. And this this actually is one of my um, um, keys to victory, more so that latter part uh, that you mentioned. But I agree with I agree with all of this. You know, I, I feel as though, you know, we definitely do play to other teams' weaknesses. You know, we we have sometimes they'll be in that they'll get a lead, and you know, sometimes we just don't know how to do certain things in certain times. You know, like I said with last week with Minnesota, we the Broncos just allowed them to just run up and down the field, and we hung in. You know, Denver Broncos hung in the game, kicking field goal after field goal, and Russ and Sutton with that last drive. You know, we they they took the game over and, and they won. But I, I think to that second point, aggressively opening up this offense and putting them away early is crucial. And and, and we can get into our keys of victory now, Thomas. Um, sure. But what one of my getting into this, James, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because one of my keys to victory, Thomas is probably going to talk about you know, the run game on, on the Denver side, which is true. But my key to victory is the play action, taking the deep shots when the opportunities come, because those opportunities will be there. You know, we, we the fans, we, we didn't see that. We haven't seen that in, in a few weeks. You know, we saw it with the Washington commanders game where, you know, Russ was on play action, hitting Mims down the field. I, I want to see more of that. Um, because you know you're going to run the ball to set up the pass, so getting Mims more involved. Um, I know there's also going to be with Sutton in the resurgence. I expect uh, Swartz, the DC for the Browns, to focus on Sutton, and that's going to leave Thomas. That's going to leave opportunities for Jerry Judy. That's going to leave opportunities for little Jordan Humphrey, even Adam Troutman to be open. So. Just get your playmakers more involved and use that play action to do it. Again, just run that ball to help set up the play action. Yeah. Well, I'll just say one thing. It is nice to see, 
you know, an offensive team that can put somebody away and everybody's just relaxing on the side line and we're all happy as fans watching, you know, we don't have to bite our nails and everything, but that's, you know, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time to every team and really keeping it close and doing, doing what's needed at the end to win is, is just as good. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, as long as you win. And uh, I had a chance to talk with Carl Mecklenburg, back in, in 2014, 2015. So I, I was watching the changes in defense and why the defense got better. And that's what he said. He said that, you know, they figured out how to, you know, keep the game close and then come out, come up with something big at the end. That was an impact play that, you know, won the game. And if the defense can do that, that's great. And, you know, you take a win no matter what, even if it's right. a, it's a, not an easy win, a win is a win. And as long as you keep stacking those up, you have your playoff chances. They still continue to get their offense better and better. And then hopefully towards the end of the season, maybe see a little bit more uh, potent offense. But yeah, I, I'm with you, James. And thanks for the support. But I would rather just sit on my couch and be like, yeah, this is nice. I don't have to sit here and uh, wonder if this is going to get, uh, you know, at the end of this game, it's going to be uh, a loss or not. But yeah, it's, it is, it is more fun. But, uh, you know, I don't think this game, I don't think this game is going to go down like that. The Browns, I think it's, it's, it is really up to the offense and the defense to keep this game close, not let them run all over them and keep it close. And hopefully, I mean, I, I, if they can do that, they could win it just by kicking field goals. This game, they could kick uh, four or five field goals. That might be enough to win if they can stop the run, which we talked about already. If the Broncos can stop the run, they could win on field goals because I'm not afraid of the uh, Browns offense if they can't get the running game going. Yeah. Uh, Good point. And to also say, James, you know, winning close games against elite opponents, you know, I'd rather that any day because again, these, these past, I would say three opponents that they, they've been the cream of the crop. I mean, we're talking Kansas City, we're talking Buffalo, and, you know, Minnesota was on their hot streak as well. So, you know, winning these close games, you know, I'd rather us, you know, win ugly, you know. And then I think with some of these, is they're going to score points. You know, again, Josh Dobbs was out there looking good on Sunday. Um, You know, Josh Allen's been in the league a while. So these teams are going to score points. It's what can the Broncos do? you know, on that final possession, you know, do a two minute drill. Can they make a key stop? So, you know, those end game scenarios, and we're seeing that come to fruition with the coaching of Sean Payton. It's learning how to win. So. Yep. Yeah. And I'm going to jump, jump into my next key, which is uh, it's not just creating turnovers, but the number of turnovers that they have to create in order to win. Because like I said, the, Brown's offense isn't a scary offense if if the run can be contained. But if uh they but their offense cannot overcome a certain num- number of turnovers and they haven't been able to. The, the magic number is 3. They've won where they've lost the turnover battle uh you know and every but they they've lost every game when they the when they have turned that ball over 3 times. And I just I just don't think their offense can overcome that if the running game isn't, you know, really on a roll. And that's, that's really the key. Like if you can get to the three turnovers and, you know, you can't always get a bunch of turnovers like they have been doing, but they, uh, the Broncos have been, and it's not just luck and it's not just, you know, some mishap. Most of these turnovers were created 
by good plays from the defense. There were a couple gimmies where, you know, the handoff fell on the ground and whatnot, but for the most part, it's been, it's been key, key turnovers. So if they can get to three turnovers, they can win this game. And that's, uh, you know, that that's my key to victory. I, oh, stopping the run and getting those three turnovers and they'll win. I mean, I can't say it better myself. <laughs> you know, it's just, again, just being, again, continue to create those turnovers. Um, letting DTR beat you is, is, is definitely the way to win. I uh, want to grab, let's see a comment here and kind of Todd. I'll grab Todd here, kind of backing up. We were saying, thank you, Todd, for coming in. We appreciate you. Sorry, he says, I think we all know the keys to Broncos victory. Yep. <laughs> Run, protect the ball, and generate the turnovers. Yes. Yes, so these are definitely the keys. I want to get into my next key. And again, to Todd's point, you know, some of these kind of go without saying, but I think, you know, for this podcast, we have to reiterate it just because this Browns defense is very ferocious. Protect Russell Wilson at all costs. (laughs) You know, it's I would say it's been very encouraging to see the improvement of the offensive line. You know, I know McGlinchey is still somewhat of a weak link, but, you know, the offensive line is actually doing okay for the for the most part this season. Um, I do expect Garrett to be – they'll probably move him around. Um, you know, he'll be across from Bowles, maybe sometimes from McGlinchey as well. And I expect Jim Swartz to test McGlinchey. Um, so there also may be some double teams there as well to kind of combat Garrett. So maybe putting in man hurts or someone to kind of help chip. Um, but do everything you can to make sure that Miles Garrett doesn't wreck this game, Darius Smith doesn't wreck this game, um, and that you can protect Wilson at all costs. So when those play action shots do come or when he's just doing that uh, drop back, he's protected so he can find the open receiver. But, yeah, definitely protection of Russell Wilson is is key. Yeah, and I know it was just Thanksgiving, but we always, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving holiday runs through the weekend. So if you are ready to spice up your Thanksgiving, right, as we, uh, you know, dive headfirst into the leftovers of the mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, let's talk about the unsung hero of the holiday season, the Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. That's right. It's time to go cold turkey on your old razor and take care of your own turkey leg with a lawnmower 5.0 ultra visit manscaped.com and use code huddle for 20 percent off and free shipping and enjoy the thanksgiving holidays in style with the lawnmower 5.0 ultra gobble gobble boys yes it's waterproof so you can groom wet or dry and let's face it guys we all want to look our best before getting that slice of pie or carving that bird, you know, as we get into the the Christmas season. Plus the LED spotlight ensures that you don't miss a spot even in those low light scenarios. And speaking of carving the turkey or getting that slice of pie, the dual skin safe blade heads are your best teammates. The trimmer blade takes care of business while the four blade gives you a very fresh and sleek finish. Like the winning touchdown at the table with your leftovers. Definitely. And get 20% off and free shipping again by using the code huddle at manscaped.com. Now that's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. If you use the code 
huddle, of course, mile high huddle. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all for Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. All right. Let's get into another key, which we already really talked about, but the Broncos just have to stick to the run. They have to force that run down their throat. They can't just go to the passing game and hope that they can they can beat it. I mean, that's pretty simple. Just get out there, do run the ball. Even if it's not super effective, just go out and run the ball. You gotta, you gotta, you've got to try it. The, the Browns pass defense is a lot better than the run defense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Even though Denzel Wartz looks like he's going to be out, mm-hmm. uh, he's out for this game. So maybe there's some opening there, but you know, you still got it. You still got to run the ball, even if it's not a very effective. And and I hope they stick with it. Daniel Cross is coming in with a sticker. Thank you for the support, Daniel. Yeah. Really appreciate that coming in from Facebook. And then also I'm going to grab Phil McLaughlin here because yeah, I, this was uh, this was a sad for me when I read it, but he says off subject, but we just want to send condolences to Hasselback mm-hmm. family. Really enjoyed having him for two Super Bowls, one of 10 to win both Super Bowl and Grey Cup. Rest in peace. Yeah. Harold Hasselback passed away yes. from cancer uh, at a young age, 56, you know, barely older than I am. So it's uh, it is sad, but you know one of the one of the great names too in Broncos history, Harold Hasselback, just a, a cool name, and uh, you know was a great key uh, role player for that team. Uh, got, got two Super Bowls, so yes, our condolences to the Hasselback family. Yes, definitely. All right. All right. So, did you get all three of your keys, Ron? I think you I did. I want to. Oh. Yeah, I have one more key okay. I'll address here. So, the last key to victory, um, is mostly just for the for the Broncos' defense. So, what I've noticed, um, in the film that I've watched, um, last week when the Steelers played the Browns, is, um, that the Browns do a lot of, you know, if they're not running the ball. Thank you, Clayton. <laughs> you know, if the Browns are run the ball they go to the short and quick routes so th- those short quick passes um that Stefanski let DTR employ so my key to victory is help stop that I-, I did see Pittsburgh made the adjustment in the second half um to stop that they were playing a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage um so you know kind of lean into m- making sure that they can click and close a lot of these DBs um at the line of scrimmage um, and, and make that adjustment if not. So, again, just trying to confuse DTR, contain the run, you know, play a little closer to the line of scrimmage to kind of help stop that quick pass game and just make DTR beat you. Um, I, I think with those, the Broncos could definitely be set up for success. Yeah, and he makes mistakes with throwing the ball too. He's started two games and he's th- thrown uh, quite a few interceptions for only being in two games. So, you know, he's susceptible to mistakes. So if they can if they can get him uh, into situations where he doesn't quite understand what's happening on the field, uh, you know, get get him to uh, throw an errant pass. You know, he he he's definitely can do that. I mean, he's a rookie and he's you know he doesn't have a lot of experience kind of pushed into starting roles, so he's definitely susceptible. But I'm going to give you a key matchup for me, and I think I think that even more so now with uh, with Denzel Ward out is is Cortland Sutton versus Greg Newsom. Mm-hmm. that's going to be the marquee matchup, right? And I know that, you know, with Denzel Ward being out, Jerry Judy could be the highlight. Uh, Mims maybe could be, could get some, some action. But to me, if Sutton can, can really beat Newsom regularly can actually, uh, you know, win that matchup, that's going to be a massive advantage 
because the Browns are already at a disadvantage with one of their cornerbacks being out. So to me, that's a key matchup, Sutton versus Newsom. Because that that's now going to be their probably their best corner and you know going up against uh, their Denver's the Broncos' best receiver. Yeah. Yep, that that that's a good one, Thomas. And I am going to go with the other marquee matchup, Jerry Judy versus Martin Emerson Jr. and maybe sprinkled in some Grant Delpit. Uh, I think this is going to be an underrated matchup just because of what you said. <laughs> you know, the focus is going to be on Sutton, right? So expect Newsom to cover that ground. And that's going to allow Jerry Judy to, to, to have a day, you know, to be open and and, and catch um, the passes that are thrown his way. Um, I, I want to see, you know, him not, you know, not drop the balls. <laughs> so hope he can, you know, hang on to the football as it's being thrown his way. Because I know he has a case of the drop seats, but also curious to see how how Peyton uses him. You know, we've seen, you know, the screen game, him on a few reverses, you know, in the deep middle. So, you know, is it going to be a combination of, you know, using those or um, is it going to stick to maybe just the screen or the reverse? So I'm just curious to see how Peyton uses him. But I, I do expect Jerry Drew to, to have a, a good solid day um, yeah. tomorrow. Okay. Awesome. Obviously, one that I don't really need to talk about that's a key matchup is uh, Garrett Bowles uh, versus uh, Miles Garrett. It's a pretty obvious one. But like I said last week, the one that's really important is can Purcell and and DJ Jones hold up against the interior of the offensive line of the Browns? And they weren't able really to do it well versus the Vikings. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, obviously there's missed tackles and whatnot. I just, they need to, they need to uh, do more this time around because the, the running game is super important. So, you know, uh, Betonio and, and uh, the the rest of that crew on the interior, uh, DJ Jones and and Mike Purcell is going to have some, they got to have their work cut out for them and they better, they better rise to the occasion for sure. Yeah, most definitely. And then another, I, I alluded to this one earlier when I was discussing uh, McGlinchey, but um, I'll, I'll reiterate the McGlinchey versus Darius Smith. Again, it's I, I just don't know how they're going to use Garrett. Again, Garrett's probably going to be kind of moving around. Um, so there may be times where Smith and McGlinchey do line up across from one another. Um, but I'm, I'm more so just curious to see, obviously, how McGlinchey performs in pass pro and There'll be times that he's solo against Garrett. So I want to see how, you know, how that goes down and also how he supports when, you know, when help is used. Um, so, you know, I know McGlinchey has had his struggles for sure, um, but that this will also be a, a big test going up against this, uh, this defensive front of the Browns. So, yeah. And I just want to point out David Youngkin's comment here because it is, I know people, are talking about how we, you know, we watched the Broncos squeak by the uh, Bills and the Vikings, but he's absolutely right. The Broncos dominated the Kansas City Chiefs in that last yeah. matchup, and the Bills were in desperation mode. They had to win that game, and they still yeah. lost it. And you know, the Vikings had a, a pretty good game plan, and and David's right. They came through when it was mat when it mattered most. Yeah. They marched down the field scored and uh you know quite dramatically to say the least but yeah it's uh it's one of those things where we were talking about to be to begin dave and thanks for coming in and talking about it. it's like it, it those close wins not only it doesn't it not only does it not matter how you win you the close wins still a win but it 
I, in my mind, it makes them believe that much more that they are going to win games. Before, they didn't really believe that they could. Now that they're winning these games and they're doing it the way they've done it, each time's a little bit different. It gives them more confidence, more belief that they are going to win those games. So that now, when they if they do get to the playoffs and they do have to march down the field to win, uh, you know, to score to win, they feel like they can't right? They feel like they can do it now. And as long as this continues to keep going and I'm still, you know, I don't know about the playoffs. I'm hoping for it, but I'm just saying <laughs> if they do get there, that's, the, that's confidence. So thank you, David, for, for coming. I appreciate it. Yeah, David, thank you for coming with that comment. And you, you're absolutely spot on it's David and for Thomas. It's so good to have complimentary football on display. And that, and that's what you've seen the past several weeks. You know, the we we dominated it, the Denver Broncos dominated the Kansas City Chiefs in that matchup. And the Bills, you know, game, we, you know, the Denver Broncos, you know, started on their side of the field for several drives and were able to again, the Denver Broncos didn't get the points off of turnovers and such. And when they were there, they didn't get it. But again, they hung around, they did what needed to be done to win the game. And this was a red hot Minnesota team coming in. Uh, this week and the Broncos just hung around they played their brand of football and when the rubber needed to beat the road on that last drive they found a way to put it in the end zone so again finding ways to win David again it could be ugly but finding ways to win learning how to win against these elite level opponents that that's what Sean Payton wants to see that's what he's coaching so it's good now that the Broncos kind of have that taste of winning. And we, and I just hope that that can continue in the next slate of games. Yeah. And speaking of, of winning, right? This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Enter Factor. It's a blessing sent from the football gods to Broncos country. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, and it can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef prepared, dietitian approved, ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. With Factor, you'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all of your holiday to-dos. Yeah, skip that stress, that anxiety of meal prepping over the holidays with Factor and choose from more than 35 weekly flavored packed fresh, never frozen meals that support your healthy lifestyle and meet all of your meal preferences, all delivered right to your front door and ready to eat in a few minutes. This November, get Factor and enjoy well without all of the hassle. Just choose your meals and enjoy these meals delivered to your door. Ready in a few minutes, no prep, no mess, no cleanup. And this isn't a service for the season, holiday season, no, Factor is just a way of life 365 days a year. Yep. Head to factormeals.com slash huddle50 and use our code huddle50 to get 50% off. That's code huddle50 at factormeals.com slash huddle50 to get that 50% off. All right. Phil McLaughlin's coming in with more Facebook stars. Thank you for the support you, so Phil. much and making a great point, Phil. This is a great mm -hmm. point. Sleeper mm -hmm. to game will be Mims punt returns. 
you may be right, and it may be a punt return that wins this thing. Yeah, you never know. Like <laughs> he's it, he's obviously a gifted returner, and if they can get that little little bump uh, from a, a punt return, and maybe he could take it to the house. He may he may be the the star of the game in a very low scoring game. Yeah, thank you for for coming in. This we, we may have been sleeping on this as a key to victory. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, you know he he's man, he's good. Um, and him breaking one or possibly even two could could definitely tilt it in the Broncos' favor. Um, so that that could definitely open this up. Um, I, I'm I'm hoping that he 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 breaks one or two soon but yeah that's definitely that's definitely a sleeper that, that's a good one absolutely and i just want to point out and keith is point, pointing this out the cleveland browns are no joke seven and three on the season don't let all the Desha- mm-hmm. sean watson contract just talk distract you it's absolutely true keith they are a very solid football team yeah, yeah. they don't have a great offense they've got a solid running game and an excellent defense and that travels right yes. so the so they that's the word they say it travels they they can win games with that formula may not be great may not be fancy but they won seven games already so uh and, and i don't even before deshaun watson went down i didn't think he was having a great year anyway so yeah. it wasn't the quarterback that was making this happen and uh yeah when you know if the browns can continue to to play and make it to the playoffs they're, they're you know with that combination it's a solid uh solid key to uh to winning in the playoffs so thank you keith for for coming in and saying that yeah thank you keith for coming in and i i agree keith even with deshaun watson being out i still had the browns as a playoff team just because that that defense is like i said they're number one for a reason you know i I believe they're and i want to probably need to look up stats after this but i i believe they're allowing yeah the fewest (laughs) I think passing yards in the NFL. Yeah, they're, they're so they're they're very stout. They're, they're they're very good and they're very stingy. So, you know, the Broncos are definitely going to have their work caught up for them for sure. Um, I want to get to a comment that gets into one of my my last marquee matchup. I think it's coming from Todd. Yes, hey Todd, thank you for coming back in. Um, he says, "Who will be tasked with slowing down Njoku?" Does it fall on linebacker or safety, or do the Broncos have to put a corner on Njoku? So the matchup that I have, Todd, is Simmons and or Singleton versus Njoku. I want to see maybe not the same performance, but a similar performance of what Simmons did against Hawkinson on <laughs> in the last few minutes in the fourth quarter on Sunday night. Um, pass breakups. You know, I want to see several pass breakups on Njoku. You know, Simmons has been great for that. We know that missed tackles have been a problem, so you're going to have to wrap him up. You're going to have to tackle him because he is a big body tight end. But I, I do expect, to, to answer your question, it's going to be they're probably going to mix it up, Todd, but I would expect a lot of Simmons, maybe some Singleton as well, slowing down um, Njoku. And I think they have some more flexibility because, uh, I mean, Mark, Marquise Goodwin is not their number one receiver by any means. He's probably their third receiver, but he's out. So the, they have, I, I think they have a little bit more flexibility in their secondary matching up how they want to match up with uh, with the tight end here. Right. I definitely don't want to see Singleton 
in coverage. <laughs> uh, hopefully it's not him no, but it may uh, or Josie Jewell for that matter. I mean, maybe down the road, Drew Sanders, when he starts to develop and gets better at uh, reading a, uh, the offense and, and reacting by instinct, maybe he'd be a good option. But right now I, I think a safety should be on him because you know, he's been their key to uh, to the passing game lately. Right. He really has come on and, and kind of been what everyone thought he was going to be when he was drafted. And, you know, he's finally kind of put it now. He's he's not you know, he's not a world beater right now. It's like he's not going crazy with the stats, but he is definitely kind of their potent uh, piece to that offense right now. So it's a good point, Todd. And somebody somebody needs to be on him. I don't think it's going to be Sertan just because Amari Cooper Cooper. is, you know, a a good wide receiver. He'll probably stay on him. Uh, But yeah, I I hope you're right, Ron. I hope it is Simmons that really, uh, really tackle, uh, takes care of him. Yeah. All right. No, there's a, the, the player who I really want and I really think needs to perform well this game. And he's been on the cusp of doing it. And it's Javante Williams. Javante Williams, I've been waiting him to get over that century mark for a while because he just keeps improving and he grinds and he grinds and he grinds. And I really, I really think he needs had to have a, a very solid game. He doesn't necessarily have to go over a hundred yards, but he has to have a really solid game. Uh, you know, rushing the ball, being cons- just consistently getting yards. Not big. He doesn't have to have big plays, but he he's a key to it, to victory in this game if they can just continue to grind the clock and uh, get those, uh, you, you know, setting up a better second down and a better third down with his legs, uh, I think it's going to be vitally important. Yeah. So is that, yeah, that's one of your players to watch. Yeah, mine that's is right. the other running back, Jaleel McLaughlin. Okay. Um, so j- just want to see um, more of his quick twitch ability running in between the tackles. Um, you know, he's he's been good. You know, he's, he's been so-so this year. I would say good for the most part. So I kind of want to see how his play is elevated against this this Broncos defense. Um, he, he has come a long um, way this year so far. Um, I just kind of want to see that continue. But, yeah, you're right on Javante Williams, uh, Thomas. And, you know, he, he's been great, you know, um, in between the tackles. But I really do want to see him more in the end zone. I, I want to see him in those goal line situations more and, and hopefully – Again, if they can open up this offense, kind of use them more in the passing game as well. I know they've been having that for P. Ryan, like a lot of those flips to P. Ryan. So maybe kind of bringing in Javante to help with, you know, some stuff in the passing game is also good. So that, that's a good one. I've got a key pl- uh, player uh, to watch in all three phases. So Singleton is the next key player only because he needs to stop missing tackles. It's It's yeah. kind of weird to know that he leads the league in tackles and leads the league in missed tackles as well. Getting plenty of opportunities is what he's doing to make a tackle. If he can actually make the tackle and not miss the tackle, this is going to be a, a much harder mm-hmm. uh, game for the Browns to kind of just run away with it. He he needs to be, he needs to, he needs to bring the, the running back down on first contact. He just has to, and he can't keep doing the same uh, missed tackles he's been doing so it's key to me uh, he's one uh, big key yeah that's a good one another player to watch for me jaquan mcmillan nice uh, uh, the, the dude is great man he's he's ball hawk i, I want to see him being at front and center with those turnovers <laughs> 
So again, you know, as you mentioned at the top of the show, keys of creating, you know, three plus turnovers. I want to see him grab at least, you know, at least two, um, if he can. Um, you know, just being there to help with pass breakups. Um, you know, so st- being there in the secondaries, stopping a lot of these big plays. So um, that that's one player I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing um, tomorrow. It is pretty interesting the to see the Broncos. Uh, having these undrafted folks, I know McMillan's been, a uh, he was a, around last year. He's not a rookie undrafted, but you know, he was undrafted. You got Jaleel McLaughlin. I, mm-hmm. I believe Jonathan Harris is undrafted. There's, there's a few of these kids. So it's always great to see that they can actually develop these young guys into something. So I'm, I'm happy with it. All right. My final player to watch it's Will Lutz. He, he needs to be, he needs to be the guy that uh, doesn't miss, right? He, oh, yeah. if there's an opportunity for a field goal, don't miss it because that could be what decides the game. And I think he'll, he'll kick quite a few. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he, he really could be the MVP, right? If, if, like I said, if the Broncos can stop the run, I, he can just kick football, uh, kick, kick the football all day long. I don't care if they start, score touchdowns or not. He could, you know, just take the points and uh and win the game yeah yeah he'd probably get a game ball you know there may be more yeah, than, right more <laughs> than five field goals we uh the broncos had last <laughs> last game so could be player of the game i think keith mentioned that here let's could be the, yep definitely could be the player of the game the last uh player for me to watch is marvin mims again i i don't know i don't expect to see him in the offense you know, just based on what's already transpired, but just in the, in that return game, you know, you know, punt kickoff coverage. I, I want to see, I want to see him break one or two if, if he can. Um, and then if he does, cause I know Peyton's been talking to having him get more touches in the offense, but you know, if he does um, is, is installed in the office, I want to see kind of how he operates. You know, I want to see that speed on display um, kind of what we saw, in that Washington Commanders game. So another player to watch for me. Got Phil coming in with some more support from Facebook star. So we really appreciate it, Phil. Thank Thanks you, Phil. for coming in from Facebook. I know we're on YouTube here, but we're also on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. You can watch us uh, on Twitch. You can, plenty of places to watch us. So wherever you want, but thanks for the support, Phil. And Phil saying, I'm waiting for the game that Peyton stops playing rope a dope and comes out throwing deep on first down. Absolutely. And you know what I really want to see is when they have one of those turnovers where they make an interception and they're like at the 30 yard line uh, of the opposing off uh, opposing defense, 30 yard line, take a shot, take a shot at the end zone, bring back the old Mike Shanahan attitude where every time it seemed like if they got a big key interception and they were within striking distance, he went for the juggler every time. And I'd like to see a little bit more aggressive uh, play from, from Sean Payton. However, when I do say that, what he's doing right now is working. So I don't know. I mean, if it's working now, should we should we make some changes? But it would it would be nice, Phil, to see that for sure. But yeah, and again, Phil, I I, I agree. He, the, 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 you know, Payton has to be more aggressive taking those D shots, but it has to be strategic. Again, when the opportunities are there to throw it down the field, do it. Because there, there have been a lot of plays. A lot of receivers have been wide, wide open. They they want to hand it off. Or, you know, Russ misses them. So, it, it, you know, being opportunistic, but also being strategic when throwing deep. 
um, is is key for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Phil, for coming Thank in. Thank you, Phil. Good one. I I think we're gonna kind of wrap it up here by giving our stat projection projections and our our actual projection for uh, for the game. But before I do that, I'm just gonna touch on the uh, injury report. It's still looking pretty good. Yeah, there's a, quite a few it. players on it, but they're all full participants Hold except up. for um, except for Dwayne Washington, who uh, popped up with an illness on Friday, did not participate. He may still be not feeling well, so who knows if he's going to play. It's questionable. The only other one is P.J. Locke with that injury, but he was a full participant on Friday. He's questionable for the game. I'm hoping to see him play. Yeah. I, I, It's He's been a key factor in this uh, this turnaround for this defense. So if he can get back on the field, uh, that would be great. I hope I hope that they're you know cautious. I don't want to see him re-injure that, but it you know it's a pretty dang good injury report yeah. still. I mean, it really is. It's still amazing me because so many the last few years, so many people were going down all the time. So I'm really happy with this uh, injury report. Yes. Very good. Very good injury report. I like to see it. No, not as many players as we've seen in the past. So it's always good news. Yeah. And so for me, I've got I've got uh, some stat projections for three folks. First of all, it's Will Lutz. He's he's my uh, he's going to go four for four for field goals. OK. And I, so if you're you know, if you're a fantasy football person, and you want a kicker, I, I think he's going to have a good day. I think they're going to get into the. Brown's territory and he's going to knock in some field goals. Okay. Nice. Um, my Samaja P Ryan, I have 10 carries for 40 yards and four receptions for 30 yards and a receiving touchdown. I just got to grab this question real quick here because it was dealing with the injury report. Kind of Greg Dulcich. Is he back? Mr. O is asking. I don't think so. They have to, he's on injured reserve. They have to call. They have to basically announce that he's coming back, practicing, and that I don't have not seen one mention of him. So I think he's still struggling with that hamstring, yeah. getting it right. Maybe in a couple of weeks we'll see him come back, but for this game, it doesn't look like he's he's available. So yeah, it's probably going to be a few more weeks. I would maybe the a Chargers game, maybe the Texans, but yeah, they have to yeah activate him, yeah. get him back. Yeah. And uh, my next guy is the quarterback Russell Wilson. Not going to have a great day, but an efficient day, which is what he needs to be. So he's going to go 20 of 28, 205 yards, no touchdowns. But still an efficient day passing the ball, which is necessary against a defense like this. Nice. Nice. I like it. Uh, my other stat projection is for Jerry Judy. Again, I I mentioned that he he is because Sutton will have a um will be a focus I expect Jerry Judy to have a pretty solid day eight receptions on 12 targets for 80 yards and a touchdown nice all right one last one then we're going to get to some predictions because we already got some folks jumping in here Keith Bregman's coming in with a uh, uh, Browns 13 Broncos 23 prediction so that's good mm, so I'm going to grab my last player which is Javante Williams 20 carries, 80 yards. Not a huge day, an efficient day, grinding it out. Uh, no touchdowns. I, I just don't know if the Broncos are going to be able to score very often. It's going to be more of a field goal. So still a decent day against a solid defense. Nice. 
And my last is Justin Simmons. Five combined tackles, three solo, two assisted, and one interception. Nice. Yeah, we got Phil coming 12 to 9, but we don't know who is going to win. I'm, I'm assuming the Broncos, the Phil, because you're a Broncos uh, guy. But I hope – I'd take 12 to 9 this weekend. <laughs> I would. I mean, I'd love to see the, the Broncos blow them out. I just – it's, it's – it I just don't think it's going to happen, but yeah. you never know. They could really mess up, and the Broncos could just start scoring at will. I don't know, but um, I'll take 12 to 9 Broncos any day. <laughs> And uh, Todd's coming in with Broncos 20, 20, Browns 18. You don't see 18 that often, so that's a <laughs> that's a good one. So I like it. Uh, thanks, Todd, for coming in. All right, Ron, I'm going to give my prediction because people aren't going to like it. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the Browns winning 24 to 13. And the reason why I say that is because the Broncos cannot stop the run. They just cannot stop the run. They've shown that they can't do it and the Browns are going to be able to run on this team, and they're going to score, uh, you know, they're going to be able to score going that way uh, without having to have their rookie quarterback do anything special in order to make happen. Now, I, I hate to say that. It just, I, I, wanted to say, I want to be wrong. Definitely want to be wrong. I just, I, I'm really worried about the Broncos defense stopping uh, the Cleveland Browns running game. Hmm. Yeah, I see some comments here in the chat. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got 71 to nothing Broncos. Uh, I'll Broncos. take that too, Sparky. <laughs> Sparky. So, yes. Um, so, my prediction, I would say, so this game tomorrow, it, it's it's going to be a low-scoring game. You know, it's it's going to be, I, I think, there'll be opportunities for both offenses to, to move the ball and score some points, but it, it's, for the most part, it, it's, it's going to be a slugfest. And the the key for me and the biggest key that we just talked about is the Broncos' defense stopping the run. That has to be the focal point. <laughs> and I am pretty sure that Sean Payton is in that locker room. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. <laughs> is in that locker room you know, with telling Vance Joseph and telling the defense, we, we have to have that concerted effort to stop it. And I think the Broncos defense will and will create those turnovers. So having said that, guys, I do have the Broncos coming out with a victory. Nice. Uh, it's it's, it's, it's going to be a slim margin. Um, Broncos 17, Browns 14. I'll take it. I'll take it every time. And Phil, I'll just, I just want to know, say, I know that I, I was a downer on this game, but I said if they could beat the Chiefs and go to Buffalo and beat the Bills, they were going to get into the playoffs. So I'm still sticking by it. They can't win them all. I mean, they can, but I doubt they will. This might be one that they drop, but they, they've got some uh, other teams on the schedule that they can beat. So uh, this is the one time that I, uh, at least I'm not as negative as I was after uh, the 70 to uh, 20 beat down that they had. That was pretty bad. But uh, <laughs> uh, next, uh, hopefully next game I'll be picking the Broncos to win. <laughs> <laughs> we got Mr. O, 24-18 Broncos. And we got Kevin Gray, 23-16 Broncos. And then uh, John's coming in to just rub it in one more time, you know, just <laughs> saying I, I need to be a little more positive, saying all oh, respect to Tom, but the Broncos will not be dropping this game. John, I hope you are right. 
as a Broncos analyst and obviously a fan of the Broncos, I really hope you're right. And <laughs> I'll be I'll be happy to be wrong every time. I say that every time I pick them to lose, I'm happy to be wrong. So uh but uh <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe Mark can give me <laughs> all right. <clears throat> well, thank you all very much for coming in and uh, being here with us tonight on your Saturday night. We we very much appreciate it. I hope you got all, a lot of the information that we dig into uh, help, found it helpful for you while uh, watching the game tomorrow, preparing for the game. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, Ron, any last words, any uh, words of wisdom that we uh, should, should have for the folks listening before we sign off? So yeah, guys, again, thank you for tuning in to another installment. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We're all, of course, hoping, pining for that victory. Broncos need to stop the run. That 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 has to be the focal point. Um, again, we we have positive vibes at Mile High now. We need to continue those positive vibes going to get us into more into that playoff picture. So it's been good these past several weeks, and I just hope it continues. So yeah, yeah, and thank you for all the great thoughts, everybody. Ending this show out, everybody thanking us, and, and we love doing the show. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Have the wonderful rest of your holiday weekend. I know we got to get back to the grind uh, come Monday, but hopefully we can do it with a smile on our face because the Broncos have won their fifth in a row. Yeah. 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 Maybe so. Thank you so much. Have a great Thanks, weekend. Go Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.